What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. No, I haven't. I was trying to think. I was, dude, day one Camp Kyle. What? I just got, what did you want from me? I can't multitask. You can spring it on us. Yeah, let me let me keep thinking for a second. You just When you come up with this, just write it out and we'll, we'll go with it. All the school children are lining up to put them in the sack lunches. Hey, that plum looks good. You, can I trade it for your Twinkie? No, these are my plums. I want to bite into that plum and let the juice spill down my chin. Pretty great. Pretty great. Exciting stuff. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day I'm every day I'm hustling, 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 every day I'm every day. Good day or bad, there's always time to be social. Welcome to the Social Hall Podcast. Seated across from me virtually is the one, the only, Dr. Andrew McCullough, JD. My name is Christian Judd, Dr. Christian Judd, DNP. Today, we happen to have a special guest, Mr. Stephen Bartle. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys doing, man? It's a, it's a treat to be on here with you. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, man. I, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to be on the uh, social hall podcast. I've listened to it at least once. <laughs> at least once. It may, it may have been forced on a road trip, but it was fun anyway. No comment. No comment. It was great. I'm excited to be here, man. It's no, you guys it's have done, uh, you guys have done a good job with this so far, and it's been fun to like tune in and and listen to you guys chop it up. So I'm excited to be here and just like just have fun. We're excited to have you. That's all I'm about. Team fun. What do we got first on the address and on the agenda, Doctor McCullough? Yeah, you know we wanted to switch it up. I think um, I think it's fair to say that everyone that's been associated with this podcast or been a guest on this podcast. Um, besides maybe uh, Hatch, who was uh, Jake Hatch, who was on last week, our primary passion in the sports world uh, is none other than Utah football. I think that's a pretty fair assessment. And this week we have literally we have the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Steve Fulltime Bartle uh, joining us. And so I figured we'd just jump right into some Camp Kyle. As, you, as everybody knows, day one was yesterday, uh, Wednesday, first day in the books. Um, you know, we know that uh, the Utes are kind of, uh, you know, going all in on this season, uh, went heavy in the transfer portal, uh, have a lot of returning starters that, uh, quite frankly, probably could have gone to the NFL, but decided to come back for their, 
you know, in some cases, junior uh, seasons, but uh, come back and try to lead the the Utes to a Rose Bowl. So let's kick it off with uh, straight into some Utes talk. Um, Steve, I don't know if there's anything that really caught, you know, caught your eye just off the bat before we start asking you some questions, but uh, you know, what are, what, what are your thoughts so far day, uh, day one of camp Kyle? Man, I tell you what, it was just, uh, it was just fun to be up there again, to be up at practice. Um, we didn't get to see anything like we saw guys in ice baths. Like that was the extent of our, <laughs> of what we were, you know, able to see. And so, uh, you know, didn't, didn't really get to see any football, but just being up there, just kind of getting back to that process, that, that event of being up at practice and talking to guys face to face, like that was so awesome just to be up there and, and to interact with guys, you know, had a, had a, a couple minutes with Britton Covey and talked about the, the Twitter open and how fun that was and talked about our, our group with Jason Lily White, his buddy, his ringer. Um, that kid knows how to golf. Dude, that kid, man, he's unreal. Um, you know, so that was fun. Like, that was fun. And really, I think the thing that stood up the most to me was just how upbeat everybody was. Like, it was wild. Um, everybody was upbeat, was positive, was, you know, it, it, you could tell, like, they were happy to kind of get back to back to it and, and kind of get back into a – a normal flow of things. So, you know, it's, it's exciting, man. It was, it was fun to be up there and, and the, uh, the football juices are flowing now, man. It's, it's right around the corner for real. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't ask uh, on behalf of the, the lady listeners of the pod. Uh, uh, did you happen to see Devin, Devin Lloyd in an ice bath? No, I didn't, but I saw Cole Fotheringham in the ice bath and my goodness, um, okay. So regardless of, of the Jesus walks and all of that and talks like, do the, you know, there's only one set of footprints on the football field whenever he's on it. <laughs> um, but like my guy has been working out, dieting, whatever. Like I've seen Cole before I've seen him, you know, shirtless, but man, my guy, he's married though. So you know, I'm sorry. He is. He just recently got married. Shout out to Cole uh, and and his uh, his new uh, his new bride. Uh, so shout out to him. But tell you what, man, there's there's some uh, there's some bachelors to say the least. Connor O'Toole was a dude that you know I had to like double take because his pecs were just popping. Um, Brent Keithy. I think I didn't see Brent. I didn't see Brent. Um, I think didn't it's get obvious. Steve has a type, and that's the tight end. Uh, hey, you know, it's he all about the tight end, buddy. Yeah, Fotheringham, Keith. He's tight on that tight end. Uh, O'Toole, he's he's big on the tight end, which, hey, I do not blame you. But let's get us some, some real talk here, man. Um, Utah was picked to finish second in the South, um, Pac-12 media days. I don't know if there was any kind of talk about that up in camp. I'm assuming for the most part they're focusing on getting back in technique-wise, but – uh, it, generally speaking, I mean, is what, what's the feeling up there? Is do they does this feel like a a Rose Bowl or bust type season for them, or are they thinking you know second in the South would be uh, you know uh, you know just competing is is enough? Hell no, man! Like these guys, <laughs> these guys. Like I I was talking to Theo Howard last night. He's the uh, the new transfer receiver from Oklahoma, right? And 
you know, I asked him like, bro, what's your, what are your goals this year? And the like, first thing he said was like, look, man, I want to go out with a bang. I want to win a patch championship. That's why I came here. I feel this is the team that gives me the best opportunity to, to do that. Wow, And that's been, that. yeah. You know, so like new guy on the block, like coming in here, wanting to win a championship. And that's been consistent. You know, we were, I was talking to Devin Lloyd and Britton Covey last week at media day and they weren't shy talking about it. Like, the goal is championship. Like Whittingham has talked about it. The reason that the, the super seniors, you know, of, of sorts um, and not necessarily super seniors, but like guys like Devin guys, like Nick Ford, Brent Keithy guys that had opportunities to go to the NFL. Like the reason they came back, you know, what did, what did they tweet about unfinished business? You know what I mean? Like these guys, it's the unfinished business is not competing in the PAC 12 for second place. Like the unfinished business is bringing home that, getting that ring, you yeah, know, to, to quote a, uh, the goat, uh, let's do the damn thing. Uh, Zach, let's, Moss, right. Has let's, that feeling right. Of after the exactly. 20th season, everybody kind of came back cause there was unfinished business. They came up frankly, just a little bit short in, uh, in coach Witt's estimation. Uh, but they're, <laughs> They're out for a title and I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah. It sounds like things are, th- things are going well and everybody's upbeat up there. Yeah, so, dude, yeah. it was, it was definitely, you know, everybody's upbeat. Obviously it was just day one. So, you know, we still got to get a couple days into practice, get, let these guys get beat up a little bit, a little sore and that kind of thing. We'll see what the mood is next week, but everybody, so man, like, like they're, they're excited. Obviously you, uh, we haven't seen a whole lot yet. But I'm I'm crazy excited to, because um, you know we got Nick Ford at center now. Yeah. And so what? Talk to us a little bit about what um, you may have seen or heard um, beyond what what we've read already um, about what we're seeing out of the O block. Oh man, the O block. That's that's you know that's touching my heart right there. The O block. Uh, so obviously with Nick Ford coming back. That's a big, big deal because he had a legit opportunity to go to the NFL. He would have been second, third, fourth, fifth round pick, which is it's pretty good. That's that's good money. That's a good opportunity. That's a good player is what that is. So you get a kid like that back, you know, and he's going to be entering the second season, you know, at the same position. It's been like it's been wild with Nick because he's been, you know, like 2018. He was right tackle, right guard. 2019, he was like right tackle again, and then he bumped back into right guard. And then 2020, he was left tackle to start the season, and now he's kind of settled in at, at center. Uh, and it's uh, sounds like it's a good fit for him. Uh, it's it's a good fit in the sense that Nick is a very smart, intellectual kid. Like this is a kid that wanted to like study like biomechanical engineering. Like he wanted to go deep into the academics and obviously with football, it's a little tough because of the schedule and the demands that uh, it requires, you know, with your time. So he wasn't able to study what he wanted to, but he's still like, he's a bright kid. And if you talk to him, like you, you see that you feel it. And at the center position, that's so important because you're the guy that you're looking, you're identifying you know, what the defensive front is, you got to call protection schemes. You got to talk, you got to make sure everybody's on the same page. And that's something that Nick Ford, 
that's something that he's really going to be good at. Last year was, was obviously his first year there. There were some bumps. There were some mishaps. But that's, you know, he's going to put in the time. He's going to put in the, the time specifically in the film room to be prepared on, on game day, you know, and, and challenge himself mentally. I, th- I think that's kind of the exciting thing for Nick at center. Um, but in terms of, like, things that we, we, we haven't seen yet, Bama Deliola is saying, man, like, this kid has been the talk of the summer. And for very good reason, the boy is six eight six seven Like, he's up there, like. He's I mean, thick. you walk in, you, yeah, I, he, I mean, he's thick, but he's, he's tall. You know, he's, you're looking up at him. Like, I mean, you got to like crank your neck, you know, it's, he's up there and the boy, like he's got the dude just has the longest arms, which for an offensive tackle, like to have that length where you can, you know, you can get your hands on guys from a distance, like that's huge. And so it just sounds like things have clicked for him. And I'd honestly you anticipate be surprised. him being the starting left tackle. Is that what yeah. you'd pencil in right now? Yeah, I'd, I'd put it at probably 75% um, that he's the starter at left tackle. I'd, I'd be pretty surprised if he's not the guy at left tackle. And that's, you know, that's going to be huge. Utah's got to be better on the offensive line. They've got to be better in pass, in pass protection specifically. Um, if, if they're going to do what they want to do this season, the, the number one priority is, is pass pro. Yeah. One thing that I'm kind of looking forward to, and you touched on this slightly uh, with Nick Ford moving to center, uh, very cerebral guy. Uh, you talked about him wanting to put in the work. I'm willing to put in the work in the film room is so important. And uh, Brian, who I know is producing this, can he can ch- chime in here a little bit as well. But what you talked about is the the center is for, for lack of a better comparison. He's the quarterback of the offensive line. He's the one that's calling Uh, the protections he's diagramming, um, you know, sorry, diagnosing what the defensive front is doing and how they're going to uh, move and slide their protections. And to me, it seems like, I mean, obviously the talent and frankly, the, the natural, you know, abilities and size and strength is there for Utah football, especially on the line. Yeah. I think it's, especially when, when Utah goes out and just can pave a five lane highway but then can't pass pro for a few seconds. To me, it's not a, it's not necessarily the talent issue. It's, it's a, a matter of, Hey, are we not diagnosing the players right at the line of scrimmage? Are we getting the coverages on correctly? And I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked that, that Nick is back at center. So, so big things there. Um, I don't think we want to really dwell on it, but uh, it was unfortunate to see uh, Umana um, leave. It just felt like a, you know, a, that's a good depth piece, uh, if nothing else, for Utah. Sure, um, sure. You know, he started quite a few games in his career at Utah. Um, but next man up, I mean, that's the mentality yep. of Utah football. And that offensive line, what was it? Probably after the 2018 season, they went out and they went after the offensive line hard, that recruiting class. Uh, obviously, yeah, yeah. nobody knows that better than, than Steve. And I think this is the year where we'll start to see uh, some of those recruiting efforts start to play off, uh, pay off because – the size and the length of the F of the offensive line increased drastically after that season. And these guys are starting to come into their own. So I'm stoked about that. I know Brian uh, is stoked for offensive line play. And frankly, so, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. I was, so I was just going to, cause it sounds like you're going to transition to another subject. And so I wanted to, to interject real quick because just to kind of build on your Nick Ford comparison to the quarterback position, I actually think, 
a better comp is, you know, the center position is the point guard of, of the offensive line. So you have two types of point guards generally in the NBA, right? You've got your, your, your distributors, guys that kind of raise the level of play from everybody else around them. And then you've got guys that are looking to get their own guys that are just looking to get to the hole, put buckets. They don't really do much for anybody else. And I think, I think Umana was more of that. I'm going to get mine. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to make sure that I'm doing my job. A Russell Westbrook type point guard versus maybe a Chris Paul type point guard. Right. And I think Nick Ford is, is more of the distributing type. I think that's kind of the impact Mm -hmm. and and kind of a, I think a lot of people kind of understand that with basketball in terms of just the point guard position, understanding the differences between those two roles. Um, And I think Nick is, is more that distributor where he kind of raises the level of play just because he is, you know, he's, he's, he's cerebral and getting people in the right spots, getting people in the right protections. That's, that's your point guard dishing, dishing assists and out to the corner for them threes. So that's why he was chosen as a captain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and Nick, like if you've ever interacted with Nick, like if you've ever ordered Mac and cheese from him, which if you haven't go do that right now, because it was, Oh, so good. Um, But if you've ever interacted with him, like, He's just like, he's just a bright kid. Like he's, he's fun to talk to. He'll, you know, he'll go back and forth with you a little bit. He's a fun kid. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Nick Ford. I still owe owe him a cheese basket. I got to bring that up. Uh, Next time I head up, going to stop by the creamery there in Beaver and and pick him up. (laughs) Hopefully we can have him on, on the pod someday. Uh, Obviously he's a little busy right now, but as the, as the lone uh, thin guy on the podcast today, I want to toss it over to Christian for a second and uh, maybe talk about uh, a, a bit uh, more svelte position. And I know Christian's excited to talk about that quarterback position. So, so yeah. Christian, take it away. Come on, give us your, give us your thoughts, your hot take. So um, I watched the interview um, that, that he did uh, that um, Charlie Brewer did um, the beginning of camp um, where he's just giving his breakdown of what, his expectations are and, and um, what, what he is wanting to contribute. And I'm telling you, just listening to the way that this kid talks, um, it's so exciting because he's, he's a true leader. Um, I, I feel like he's really going to command this offense and that's my QB one. Um, you know, I think that, that Cam rising for sure will be a great quarterback but, you know, it's like uh, we've said, you don't transfer a guy like Char- Charlie Brewer and then bench him. Like you just there's there's no sense in doing that. And so I'm really excited to hear, um, you know, if you have anything that you're seeing more than than we have already, Steve, and and um, what your take is so far, even though we're s- so early on in, in uh, getting this process going. I want to interject really quick just before we, we go to Steve and, and give maybe my thought. And then Steve can tell us whether we're uh, both up in the night or not, but I'm, I kind of agree with Christian. I don't know that it's necessarily, Hey, he transferred in. So it's his job. Um, but I feel like uh, Kyle Whittingham, uh, he's in my, in my estimation, Kyle Whittingham uh, is likely to go with, the uh, quarterback that is less likely to create uh, turnovers. Uh, that's, that's, that's yeah, yeah. been kind of his MO as long as I've ever been watching Utah football. 
Um, I think, frankly, I think that is why uh, Troy Williams did not win the the starting job with Huntley. Is I mean, the guy very talented, but he could turn the ball over with the best of them. Um, and so, I just think all of that experience that Brewer has, he's going to be sitting right there at the back of Witt's mind. That being said, Rising is fully healthy. He's throwing uh, footballs, and from some things we've heard. He's he's throwing seventy yard yard bombs out there. So, Steve, what can you tell us about the quarterback battle, and maybe um, what your thoughts are? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I love it when Steve laughs. Hot topic, it's the cutest thing of all time. Because <laughs> he's uh, like, I gotta hold back. <laughs> so, like, I um. So with Charlie and with Cameron, right? Like you've got two really good quarterbacks in this, in this battle. Both of them can win the job. Um, listening to Cam yesterday, um, I was like, man, this dude, like I would love him as a coach more than anything else. Like get him on the road, let him recruit. Like the dude just has a personality, a charisma about him where you just can't help but love the dude because he's just like, he's so positive and optimistic and, and he's had to like, battle he's had to go through it with his recovery and with his rehab and so it's super exciting simply that he's back and competing this fall um with charlie you know he's he's come in and he's done um he's done just about everything that you can ask for like i remember last summer or like last year went through this whole thing with jake bentley right and like there there (laughs) The, the reviews weren't that great on Jake Bentley um, until the summer. Uh, and it was, uh, it was when they started doing their player run practices and just throwing on air and, and just kind of throwing on throwing routes and stuff. And that's when like Jake Bentley kind of started to generate some buzz. And, but outside of that, like whenever they were in pads, whenever they are, are in practice, the reviews weren't that great. And it's the complete opposite outside of the fact that like Charlie Brewer is still, you know, <laughs> making some good throws. Um, but Charlie Brewer, since he's gotten here, um, has just kind of picked up on things and like, he's picked up the playbook. He's picked up, you know, responsibilities and picked up, you know, just the verbiage. And he talked about this yesterday. It's like, he feels really comfortable uh, with the playbook now, especially after he got, all of that work in spring and he got a lot of work in spring. Um, and so now it's like, you know, he feels good. And the way I look at it is like, yeah, Cam rising has, has three and a half years, you know, in the program. It's crazy that he's been in the program that long already. Um, and the fact that he's still just a sophomore, like it's, it, it's wild. Um, but, but, you know, with quarterback, it's a lot about, you know, who's, who's gotten the most work recently. Right. And I think that benefits Brewer obviously because he got the majority of the reps in spring ball. Right. And so like, I I think, I think it makes a lot of sense um, that Charlie is kind of viewed as the favorite. Um, And this is different than Jake Bentley last year. This is not just bringing in a guy uh, like Bentley and, and just saying like, Oh, he's the starter because he started for multiple years. Like, this is not it. Like um, that's what it was last year with a lot of media members in the market, just kind of being lazy with it. <laughs> and you guys know that I hate lazy analysis. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And that's not, that's not what it is this year with Charlie. Like he's, he's come in, he's, he's worked hard and he's, he's done the things that he's needed to, to put himself in the position to, you know, I think rightfully be considered the favorite to win the job. I would honestly be surprised um, if Charlie Brewer is not named starter um, coming out of fall camp outside of something crazy happening, obviously. Um, And that's not to knock Cameron rising. Like, the like the dude is talented. There's no denying that. I would say that he has more arm talent than Charlie Brewer, but there's just so much to to quarterbacking um, outside of just you know being able to throw it and and throw it well and throw it talentedly. Uh, like I'll give I'll give Cam the the nod on on the arm talent, but you know Charlie Brewer has that experience. He's got just that that he's mental processor. Yeah, you know. So um, I I honestly. I would be surprised if Charlie Brewer is not named the starter. And that's the yes thing. Or no question. Is this the most talented Utah quarter uh, quarterback room ever? Hell yeah. No, no doubt. Like, obviously like there's, there's, you know, you've got Alex Smith, you've got Brian Johnson, you've that's got Tyler. Room, I think even compares, but one through four, like my goodness, you've, this is stupid talent. Like Peter Costelli running 10, six, Jaquinta Jackson just being a freight train, like two four-star guys. Like there's a lot of talent in this room. Cameron rising, obviously, um, you know, and then, you know, talking about the guys coming in to the program next year with Nate Johnson and Brandon Rose, like the, <laughs> the program has just ascended to a level with the quarterback room. Like it happened overnight. Seemingly Tom Hackett wrote an article and Utah took it personally and like went out, made it their personal vendetta to like, you know, to, to shut Tom up in a way about the quarterback <laughs> position. And like, Tom's, Tom's great about it. Like I love Tom and he, 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 uh, he knows, but, um, but like this quarterback room, it's, uh, it's remarkable how much talent is in that room. Yeah. But that's, what's your, what, what's exciting though, is when you keep, you know, hearing different people talking about it on Twitter and other places that, um, you know, if, if uh, Brewer is the floor, Cam is the ceiling. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah here's, my take on Brewer um, is obviously I'm not up there watching practice. So frankly, nobody is because that's what it's MO nowadays. But uh, um, the dude is, is what I think uh, for those of you that, that played sports growing up, he is a quintessential gamer. Uh, yeah. When the lights come on, that guy just performs even the spring game. Yeah. It wasn't a real game comes out with those 15 for 15 when the, when the game, when the game starts and, and, and we all knew these, these kids growing up when the game actually happens, it's a whole different level um, that you get out of, uh, of an athlete like that. And I think that is, I think that's Brewer to a T. So I'm yep. excited. Even if, even if rising beats him out to me, what Christian just said, I'm good with, with having uh, frankly, having a, you know, a, a player of Brewer's caliber as the floor. No, I, I'm, 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 I'm with you there. I, I think Brewer, you know, he's so like the thing with this team, there's obviously a lot of talent throughout the roster. Like you don't need a great quarterback to make this team, to get this team to where it needs to be. Right. You just need a guy that can, you know, can read a defense and make quick decisions and get the, get the ball out to these guys, to these playmakers. Utah's got a lot of skill players now, a lot of talent in the skill positions. Just having a guy that can read a defense and throw a 
a five yard slant um, accurately. Like that's an upgrade over last season with what we saw with Jake Bentley. Like I'll take that. So yeah, he's just got to be a good, good gamer, a good game manager. And, and, and he's been that throughout his career. Yeah. If Utah has a, uh, anything more than a game manager at quarterback uh, with, with the way Utah runs the football and plays defense uh, you're in for, you're in for a great season. For sure. For sure. I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. So moving on real, real quick and then, and then we'll finish this cap it off. But um, <clears throat> you know, of course uh, we've got that um, AARP member on the squad, Britton Covey um, likely, likely his last year, wearing that Utah uniform. Yeah. Um, how is the wide receiver core looking? You know, what do oh, we man. Uh, again, like I haven't seen these guys in action, but, um, you know, I got a look, I had the opportunity to talk to Theo Howard and Munir Munir McLean. Um, and you know, these are guys that look, <laughs> they look the part, they look good. They look legit. They look like the type of receivers that you would want to see you know, in a good passing attack. (laughs) And like, it was crazy. Like, so Whittingham in the scrum yesterday was asked, like, how did the receivers look today? And first guy name was Maneer McLean. Like, like, yeah, he's going to be a weapon for us. Like, how crazy was that? Like, it wasn't Britton Covey. It wasn't Solomon Enos. It wasn't Devon Bailey. It was Maneer McLean, the new guy on the block. Um, You know, and it's, that's obviously wit. He understands kind of the message that that sends, you know, and, to Maneer, like he knows, like Solo, Brit, those guys know like where they're at with this thing. Um, but they they know that they need McLean to be a guy. They know they need Howard to be a guy. And Howard, Howard's been he's been in this game for so long. Like he knows what he is and he knows what he brings. And he's got that confidence about him, that swagger about him that I think that's gonna be really beneficial to the group. Um but McLean to me is kind of the X factor here. If, if he can be, you know, anything like those USC receivers that we've seen over the last couple of years, which, you know, he, his first fall camp in that USC program, he was the one that was generating the headlines. Like that's super exciting. Um, but in terms of the, like the rest of the group, I'm excited for Solomon Enos. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that benefits from a quarterback that can read a defense and can move off of progressions. Um, I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, uh, can, can potentially get, you know, 15, 20 catches in the first handful of games. Like I think he's got that potential. Um, and frankly, like I think they need Solomon Enos to be a guy like that, because if you get Solomon Enos involved early on in the season or Theo Howard or somebody that's going to make a guy like Britton Covey that much more dangerous you know, in the second half of the season, because now defenses can't just load up on Brit. They've got to account for solo or they've got to account for Theo or for whoever, you know? So um, a lot of talent. It's exciting. They've haven't seen them take the field yet. I haven't seen them in any sort of way, but these guys bring good skill sets, a lot of talent and uh, it's uh, should be fun. Yeah. One thing that I just think is so exciting. And for those of you that, that don't know, uh, maybe you've been living under a rock or you just have forgotten. Uh, Munir McLean, uh, 6'4", uh, 215, uh, wide receiver out of California that uh, originally went to play for USC, uh, looking for a little bit uh, different 
um, experience transferred over to Utah. Theo Howard, uh, big time target, um, just has that physical kind of appearance of a, of kind of a prototypical NFL receiver type look, um, coming in from Oklahoma. Um, you, it, it feels, and this goes back to my original point that I made with this team. It feels like, especially at the wide receiver position, uh, this is a position where they went out and they got some big time transfers yep. that are physical studs. Um, and frankly, that have experience as well in thinking, speaking of Howard, and then you bring that and you add it to uh, a Solomon Enos, which we know he has all of the tools. Um, you add it to a Britton Covey who uh, as diminutive in stature as he may be, is just an absolute gargantuan on the field. And then you top that off by, by throwing in uh, a fr- frankly, a tight end core that, uh, top to bottom is, is absolutely stacked. I think one thing that gets overlooked with, with some of the, 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 the Keithy madness who, you know, Keithy deserves all the credit in the world. He's a a total uh, weapon uh, in the run game and in, you know, pass blocking and catching. Um, But Fotheringham, uh, no, no slouch. Peter O'Toole, as you mentioned, uh, you know, big guy. I'm just really excited for this passing game. I feel like this is going to be uh, a real breakout year for Utah football because I feel like what we've all talked about these these three these three positions, it's finally coming together where we feel confident in our pass blocking to take a step forward. I feel confident that our quarterback play will take at least two to three steps forward uh, from last year. Uh, And then you add in just the amount of talent you have at the wide receiver position. And as a fan, I'm fanboying here, um, taking off my podcasting hat. Uh, I'm so excited to to get back to Rice Eccles Stadium and see these guys actually get out and compete. Christian, I mean, why don't you finish this segment off? um, And then I want to hear what – what is the first thing you're going to do when you're back in Rice Eccles Stadium? Besides cry? Well, of obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm speechless. You know what I mean? Like uh, you, all these people um, were talking about going to, um, to the spring game and you know, that's, that's fun and everything. Um, but I'm telling you, I can't, I, I missed it because I want to see it first thing in the flash um inside the stadium you know sitting over there by you big guy um the north end zone we get wild but you know we absolutely 1444 of our of our best friends hanging out seeing that magic on the field i just i i am so thrilled to to see it I've, i've posted pictures every now and then um of uh, outside the stadium and I, I just cannot wait. Um, it, it, it's going to feel like magic. You know, it's, it's going to be feeling like uh, coming home from your mission, you know, being gone for two years. And now, now you get to come home and, and see your family again. So I'm thrilled to see that and, and be back with everybody. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a magical moment. And, you know, thank you, Steve, for giving us that breakdown and, and, and providing us that amazing insight as always. Steve, I got a quick question for you. 
What are yeah. you most looking forward to? And, and and I know I know you're a media personality. Uh, frankly, you're on the elevator to the top, in my opinion. And I, I can't believe we actually got you for our podcast here. Um, but <laughs> but I want to know as a fan because I know you are a Utah fan at heart. Um, what are you looking forward to seeing most as a fan, not as necessarily a, a, a sports journalist, but as a fan? Look, I like I know it's it's hard to believe, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of this uh, University of Utah. I know I play a hard bargain on Twitter sometimes, come off kind of very neutral, even keel. Yeah, I, I'm a very very neutral media member, but you know when I take the media member, you know I take that tag off. When I clock out a Ute zone, uh, I don't see I a badge you, on you right now. So you you speak freely, Steve. I uh, I tell you what, guys, I love this program. Um, I love this team. Um, it's uh, it's crazy. I'm uh, just thinking about it. Like I uh, I'm talking deeper because I'm getting emotional, and when I get emotional, I talk deeper. I love um, it. But, man, the relationships that I've been able to forge here um, with fans, with friends, with, you know, obviously the players, you know, I, I get an opportunity to talk to these kids before they ever step foot on campus. And that means a lot to me. Like, I uh, to see where Nick Ford is now, to see where Solomon Enos is now, to interact with Britton Covey, the way that I do now, like means a lot. Um, I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly. Um, you know, the coaches, like they're, they're awesome dudes. Um, that program, you know, with Kyle Whittingham up there, like bunch of really, really good guys that are doing things the right way, you know, and in this college football with college athletics, whatever, wherever we're heading, I don't know where we're heading with all of this. Um, but you know, Utah fans should feel comfortable and confident in this staff in this leadership, um, and with this program. And for me, like the most exciting thing about the upcoming season is that first game that, at, that packed rice Eccles stadium, seeing that thing, fans going crazy. Like you think about that. The last time we were in that stadium all together, it was what Utah, Colorado, 2019, you know, the how exciting that was before, you know, before it all came crashing down. I know, Andrew, I know, <laughs> but to be back in that stadium with everything that we've gone through over the last year and a half um, to welcome in a new South end zone um, to watch that team run out of the tunnel um, and it's no longer the, the, uh, the blow up house, which I am so house. happy about. We're finally a big boy program. Um, <laughs> we made it to and the big boy table. We did. We're finally to the big boy table. Um, you know, that moment, um, man, I'm going to be in that press box. I'm going to be like ducking under my shirt, like hiding under my shirt, pulling the hat down because there will be tears. Um, some, I'm paying a there, man, because I'm getting emotional now, bro. I I'm telling you guys, like I absolutely love this program. I will fight to the death to defend this program, to do all that I can for this. I love it. I'm so like, I understand that I have the best job in the world because I love this program 
and I love what I get to do. I love the fact that I get to write about these guys all the time and, and, you know, cover these guys. Like I don't, I'm not ashamed. Like I'm Benjamin Criddle for Utah bitches. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, one, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> one thing I want to point out to the, to the listeners. Um, and I was talking to, to, uh, some, actually some people pretty close to the, to the program. Um, and that really actually, uh, sing Steve's praises. Uh, the dude is an absolute, um, just an absolute great representative for the university of Utah. Uh, we want to thank Steve, uh, for that, frankly, outside of the program, um, meaning not employed by the university of Utah, there is nobody on planet earth that knows, uh, these players better because he's been covering them since they were sophomores and juniors in high school. He knows their family. He's dined with them. Um, he, you know, he, he literally Steve Bartle, uh, he is a part of Utah football and he's a great representative. Um, I know that at times it can be uh, difficult because uh, you're kind of, uh, the de facto guy to complain at because <laughs> guess what? Mark Harlan and Jeff Rudy are not looking at your Twitter complaints guys. Uh, but you know who is, and that's Steve Bartle. So support him, subscribe to Ute zone, um, frankly, if you're not subscribing to Ute Zone and you're listening to this podcast, just shut it off because uh, that's embarrassing. So subscribe to Ute Zone. Support our man Steve Bartle. Um, Steve, we we hear you have some big things in the works. You don't have to announce any of that if it's not ready yet. Um, but we're just excited to have you uh, more around Utah football. And frankly, um, you know, in a few years uh, when I get to to tell people, yeah, I yeah, I'm Steve Bartle. I know Steve Bartle well. They're going to be shocked because Steve Bartle's going places. Um, this dude's just an integral part of this Utah football program. So thanks for coming on with us, Steve. We really appreciate it. Uh, love getting your insight and, and just a heartfelt thank you, my man. We love you, buddy. Man, guys, this was uh, this was good for me. This was it was good just to be social a little bit to take off the media persona and just be just be me. Just be uh, just be with you guys. Like this was great. It was a lot of fun. I would, you know, if you guys want to keep going, like whatever, we could keep going. No, um, keep going. I could talk more than just Utah, <laughs> but okay, I'll well, let you guys decide. That's I'll what the social decide. hall is all about, my man. <laughs> Let's keep being social. Let's just yeah. keep it going. Okay, hold up, wait a minute, all good, just a week ago Crew at my house, and we party every weekend So, on the radio, that's my favorite song Make me bounce around like I don't know, like I won't be here long Now the thrill is gone, got no patience Cause I'm not a doctor, go why is you lying? Girl, why you move we've got yeah, we've got a special um, surprise for you um you know there's a segment um that that we came up with about a month ago now um that we like to call doc talk um oh, oh, oh. We, we hear about this every single every single week the fans it's the you know they're um and so as of last week, we, we just made the, the uh, executive decision that anybody who decides to come on and record with us um, will consider giving them 
their very own honorary doctorate. So today, oh, Arnold, hell yeah, like to present you with the honorary doctorate of literary sports. Oh, nice. Dr. Bice, would you care to join us on Doc Talk? Yes, I am honored to join you guys on Doc Talk. This is uh this is a big moment for me, man. I don't even know what it means yet, but uh, I'm excited. No Sounds one knows cool. what it means, but it's provocative. <laughs> but it's provocative. It gets the people going. Enough! Why do you guys keep doing that? Our this section is, is kind of Christian's baby, so uh, I'm going to let Christian take it away. Uh, <laughs> I've become a fan of this. I did not like this segment at first. It felt weird because uh, technically I do have a doctorate, but lawyers do not call ourselves, we do not call ourselves doctors, uh, but it's growing on me. So, so Christian, take us away, man. Okay, so... <laughs> This this week, um, we've had we've had some some different uh, celebrations and things that we've seen. Uh, might be a party or two happening this weekend. And so Andrew and I were talking yesterday or Tuesday, and you know, thinking of a good topic because that's what make that's what drives this segment. And um, we threw it, uh, we we're talking, and I said, "What about if we talk about should adults?" have large birthday celebrations. Ooh. So Steve, why don't you start us out, man? Dr. Bartle. Ooh, man. Should adults have big birthday celebrate? Like what, what are, what are we talking about here? Are we talking like you know yeah, how big is big? What yeah, is big? Steve, let's let Steve chew on this for a minute. I'll give my thoughts. And then Steve, you chime in and, and you tell me what your line of thinking okay. is. Okay. Okay. So, um, and, and we had the opportunity to talk about this for just a quick second, um, uh, you know, with, with Dr. Christian Judd, uh, DNP. Um, and, and I think we were both kind of on the same page that, um, birthday celebrations for kids are the cutest thing. Um, you know, go, go ham on it. Uh, but when you become an adult, I think that, um, there are, uh, birthdays in which it is totally, not only um, expected, but encouraged to have a large birthday celebration. So you turn 18, 21, obviously got to have a party for 21. And then of course your 30th birthday. I mean, you got to be doing something big for that. Um, you know, 40, of course, you know, over the hill, 40, he says, yeah, <laughs> 50, you know, 60, 65, you know, 70, 80, 90, if you're lucky enough. At that point, you probably should start celebrating every single one because <laughs> Lord knows your day is coming soon. But uh, make it's sure you Benjamin get more trust time. <laughs> uh, but outside of those bigger birthdays, uh, adults should not be having large birthday celebrations. Um, it's uh, it, it's something we do to celebrate uh, kids. At some point, uh, unfortunately, um, we, we got to grow up. Uh, Peter Pan, uh, we gotta we gotta put on our big boy pants and. Uh, you know, just go out, celebrate with the family, uh, you know, have a get together, make sure you order a cake from, uh, uh, from, from Reese's, um, I hate Reese's get a cake, celebrate your birthday, uh, but leave the larger celebrations to those, uh, those kind of mon uh, marker birthdays. So, so with that being said, Steve, what's your take? Are you agree with us or you, or you think, Hey, it's one day of the year. You got to just celebrate. So, understand where I'm coming from. My birthday is November 27th and that birthday, you know, it falls on Thanksgiving every, every now and then, 
And so for me as a kid, I didn't get a lot of birthday parties with friends because everybody was out with their family. Everybody was you know, out of town. So I didn't get birthday cakes. I got turkey and pie. So, you know, to me, I I'm celebrating my birthday every damn year to make up for the birthday parties that I lost Go as a child, you know? So for me personally, I think if you've got a holiday birthday, you know, it makes sense. Like if you're born on Christmas, you can't help but celebrate your birthday. Right. Like, so, but if you're one of those, like just oddball out of the, out of the, whatever, you're not a holiday birthday. Like, no, you, you should not be allowed to continue celebrating birthdays. What's like, what's a good cutoff? Like 30, are we stopping at 30, 25? Like, I think, I think we should stop at like 20. Yeah. I think (laughs) money makes a difference though. Like if you've got, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, you're, you're uh, a one percenter. Does that make those monies? (laughs) If we're (laughs) talking one percenter, but yeah, go on. Hundreds and hundreds, like in the bank. I mean, (laughs) okay. Well, if we're talking like go big on. money bank, like, hell yeah, you should be throwing a party for all of us. Like, I yeah, let's a, go. The question. How good is the party? If the party's good, I have never said no to a good party. Um, I think you guys have both been to uh, multiple <laughs> events, parties with me. Um, I am never, uh, I've never had you a bad time at a party. A party. You, yeah, I, uh, I can verify. Sources confirm. <laughs> I'll throw a good party. I'll turn a golf tournament into a party. I don't care. So if it's a great party, count me down, but, um, you know, it, it, to me, it feels kind of like, uh, kind of just like, a you know, self aggrandizing a little bit to have these massive birthday parties where you, you know, uh, just take over, you know, every, and expect everybody to come out. But that being said, Steve makes a great point. I think, I think for those of us, I'm a December 27th birthday and, <laughs> Yeah. Like we never really, I I've had very few friend birthday parties because it's always over winter break. And so, um, you know, we just, and so maybe, maybe I got to rethink my stance here. Um, I turn, uh, the big, uh, three, three this year, 33. Um, so maybe, uh, watch the mail. Scotty Pippen day. year, Scotty Pippen year. Hi, Scotty Pippen year. Uh, Christian, what's, I mean, what, what is your thought? I mean, I know what your original take was, Maybe you'll strand me out on the island by myself now, but give me your, give me your thoughts, Christian. I'm not a fan. I don't know. Like call me crazy, but so, you know, I made the joke uh, 40, he says, because, um, you know, I, I don't, people don't believe it, but I actually do turn 40 this year. And uh, I actually turned 40 on the day of the Oregon Utah game. So I'm right there with you, Steve. November Let me 20th. just throw out a, a preemptive invite. If you can hear my voice right now, we are having a 40th birthday party in the tailgate lot for one Christian, Dr. Christian Judd. So if you hear me, you are invited. Um, unless, unless you're lame, don't come. Um, but if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, obviously you're, you're awesome. But remember that November 20th, right, Christian? Yeah, because... Uh, you're November 20th? Yeah. Oh, Lord. Dude. I had no idea how, how best friends we were. We got the Kearns connection, that November birthday connection. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, baby. Hold on. Down. So we have, correct me if I'm wrong, and Steve, you will probably know this better than anyone, but November 20th, home game against Oregon, and that's Christian's birthday. 
Yeah. Seven days later, home game against Colorado on your birthday? It's the 26th, but close 26, enough. but yes. Oh, okay. 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 So we're going to have to pregame that one. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll go day before, but same tailgate. Yeah. I'm going to be up there that whole week in uh, Salt Lake. Just uh, FYI right now, gents. So yeah. time to party. Yeah. Time to, time to party. With, with all that in mind though, like I think that the big ones are, are fine to celebrate, but I think it's silly. Like, you know, I hear coworkers, and then friends that are like, oh, yeah, it's my birthday. I took the day off of work. I need to I needed to celebrate. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on one second. One second. I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. Any excuse to take a day off of yeah, work but is a good It excuse. makes a good point. It makes but, a good but, point. But yes, that's fine. But like I needed I needed to take the whole day off so that I can have my birthday party at night. Like, come on. What do you what are you doing Fair. here? Christian, what kind of cake do you want for uh your birthday party? I want a I want a giant um like red cake. Red with okay. with a um I don't want to get too violent, but but something to do with a talk about cake duck being like duck being you know, maybe something along those lines. Okay. Yeah, just to make sure that, that everybody knows that the um, that the attendees know that we're here to celebrate a takedown of some ducks. We're going duck hunting, duck like, hunting. The, like Nintendo Duck Hunter. Yeah. Right? And I Frankly. expect and I expect um, I, our guys over at the pig bus to have duck for me. Well, you're uh, I hate Reese's like I hope. I, I'm talking. Can, I'm talking. I want to make cake, wanna, right? She can. Eat she can book food. this together, right? Yeah. Well, oh yeah. We we need to have our our, our guys over at the pig bus. Play some duck. some some delicious duck orange. Yeah. yeah. Any of that good stuff. What'd yeah. you just say, Andrew? Yeah, a little bit of French for you, duck orange. Sound like a dog with peanut butter on the top of your mouth. That was that was crazy. Sounded like Rudy Gobert. Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think I think we're in accordance. Celebrate, celebrate however you can, but maybe maybe those bigger uh, bigger celebrations leave them to the the bigger holidays. Uh, make sure you get your cakes uh, from I uh, I hate Reese's official uh, uh, cake baker of the podcast. Huge fan of the pod. Have you guys uh, gotten a podcast cake yet? Like, has she made the the cake for the podcast yet? I think we. No, I think you. Uh, uh, why don't you reach out on that one? Yeah. Um, I I did have her make a cake for my dad's birthday. Uh, she made a couple of them, uh, a cookies and cream one, which was honestly, oh, it was phenomenal. Um, uh, actually, she made, uh, yeah. Uh, and then we had a um, uh, what we had her do uh, a couple of cakes for Charlotte's birthday. Um, we did like a churro cake, um, and then Ooh, I love churros. Yeah, very very good, very rich. Um, but she very, very good specialty cake, a, um, oatmeal cookie butter cake. Um, it was, it was, uh, styled after, um, she and my favorite cookie place, um, twisted sugar, best cookies in Utah. Um, oh. and our, our favorite, our favorite cookie next to my, my favorite cookie, her absolute favorite is the oatmeal cookie butter. Awesome cookie. And so she made a cake inspired by that one. 
And then I also uh, got some of the, um, the shark week cake from Mark Aurelius had that hand delivered from our guy, Tanner Martin. Well, I got, I got some things. It was, um, baby gap, baby gap. He, he, he brought that over to my house. Shout out to baby gap. <laughs> Shout out to baby gap. Um, that was a, uh, vanilla cake with, um, a berry filling. Yeah, that's right. So my, the other cake at my dad's birthday, huge hit. Everybody loved all the adults loved this. It was a lemon cake with a raspberry filling, fresh raspberry filling. Ooh. That yeah, does sound does. good. It gets it done. So make sure to get yours. Um, hit her up. I you don't even need a birthday, do you, to order a cake from her? You can just order a cake. Like I said, Mark Aurelius had her make a, a Shark Week cake, and she. Well, I'm gonna hit from. these DMs real quick. I'm gonna right. make a. I'm gonna order me a cake right now. So yeah, you guys, go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe we can get her to make a, a a cake for for your media day, your next media day. <laughs> Yeah, maybe um, make a cake so, for Kyle Whittingham. Maybe. I know she would. Um. Darling, you got to let me know. All right, Steve, once again, thank you. Um, can we leave you with a quick uh, final segment? Sure. Pop quiz. Pop quiz, buddy. Oh, shoot. You, Andrew, you were supposed to email me these questions for the pop quiz. What the hell, bro? And then I didn't because I was like, um, this will be funny. No, I, I forgot. I'm not going to lie. But at the same time, nobody else has had these um, sent to them. Oh man, I, uh, I'm not ready. And so uh, hey. here we go. You ready? No, Steve. I just said I'm not ready, but sure, let's go. Ready or not, here we go. Best sandwich, Steve Bartle. Best sandwich? Oh my god, uh, a hot dog. A hot dog? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Blow up best. <laughs> uh, best sandwich uh, is a chicken sandwich from Pretty Bird. Buy local. Uh, what's one thing you own that you really should throw away? Ooh. One thing that I own that I should really throw away. <laughs> My golf clubs. <laughs> <laughs> Save me a lot of money and a lot of headache. I've seen you golf. I disagree. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, in fact, I think I'd probably golf with you the most out of anybody. Either you or Tanner Martin. I'm not sure which. Um, <laughs> what is your spirit animal? Oh, a spirit animal. Like the the Harry Potter, like the that thing? Yeah, like that or, you know. I think I got like some, uh, some deer. Some deer. What is the deer thing? The Harry Potter, The Harry Potter. Yeah, stat. I think I think that's <laughs> no, no. I'm just kidding. My spirit animal is uh, is definitely a silverback gorilla. Oh, buddy, love it. Cake or pie? Oh, come on, man. I like eat both equally, so this is really hard. But uh, birthday. That's like that's the thing, right? Um, oh man, this is hard. Cake or pie? 
Um, man, I love pie. I do love pie. Hi. Hey, you know what? Let me interrupt for a quick second. Remember all those videos where they show something like whatever it is, like a cell phone or like a computer, and then they cut it and it was cake? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We need to get somebody uh, that may or may not make cakes and make her have a cake that looks like a pie, and then we'll cut it and it'll be cake. Uh, Ooh. That goes back to that's my a, top quiz. That's a brilliant idea. Pie cake. That's phenomenal okay we're gonna we're gonna have our people call her people um have you ever asked someone for their autograph oh hell yeah all the time i do it every time i go up to practice (laughs) (laughs) no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding (laughs) no i uh i uh so when i i grew up in kearns right and so like the ochre fitness center yeah um the rec center there when they had summer league at, at salt lake community college um, the Cleveland Cavaliers practiced there at the, the current fitness center one day or like for the week. And I remember seeing them and I was like, Andre Miller was on the team. He was a rookie on the team. They had like Chris Mim and a couple other guys. I ran home, grabbed a basketball, came back and they had just wrapped up practice. And I literally stood there at the, uh, at the door with a basketball and Sharpie. And as they all came out, they just all autograph the ball. So I've got a whole ball of basketball, just like autograph like 12 different guys. I think I got like Joe Johnson's autograph that summer, Amari Stoudemire, a couple, you know, no namers. No namers. Steve isn't one to drop names. <laughs> so uh, favorite food. Oh man. Guys, look at, I love food. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna make me pick just one, huh? Um, I mean, uh, I'm basic, but I mean, a good steak is unbeatable. Um, Especially when uh, Christian Judd is making making it for you. I know that's true. (laughs) I know that's right. That was a a good steak. I'm not going to lie. Oh, man. Um, Favorite food, though. Man, I would have to say, like, um, I do love – I'm blanking on it now. Um, not, it's not a curry. It's uh shoot. What is it? Um, chicken, mas- chicken, chicken, mas- not mascala. Chicken, chicken tiki masala. masala. Yeah. Chicken, chicken tiki masala. I think that is my favorite dish. I, I love that stuff, man. Least favorite food. Oh, <laughs> that's not a question I can answer. I, <laughs> I eat all food, all food, uh, flat or yeah. sparkling. Flatter sparkling? Wow, these are some good questions. Sparkling. Good man. Uh, money or fame, Steve? Um, money, because the fame is it can get tiresome. Weird. Yeah, he already he already has the fame. He wants he the money. The fame. He, he just wants the money. <laughs> Country club or dive bar? Oh man. That's a really good question. Uh, I literally just said I would throw my golf clubs away not 10 minutes ago, but if I had a country club, um, I'd say no and go to the dive bar. Yeah, you can't leave, you can't leave Kern, Kerns behind. No, man, we've got some good dive can, bars. Are there any bars out there anyway? You can take the boy out of Kerns, but you can't take the Kerns out of the boy. That's right. No, sir. Big K-Town spoon. for life, baby. K-Town for life. <laughs> Big spoon or little spoon? 
I'm a little spoon. I don't care. You got Kendra big spoon in you, don't you? Oh, she big spoons me all the time. It's fantastic. You get one song to listen to for the rest of your life. What is it? Song? Oh, man. Um, dang, song? Song. This was, if this was movie, I'd... I'd, I'd All right, let's go I'm movie. Wedding Crashers. My man. Good Perfect man. movie. It's 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 sad. It's funny. It's dramatic. It's scary. It's it's violent. Romantic. Romance. Yeah. It's, it's erotic. It's, it's everything. Yeah. The best M and M's are peanut. Explain why. <laughs> they uh, they leave a really good mark when you chuck them at people because that's the only good use for them. You're, you just made a friend. Um, the Utes will beat BYU for the 10th time in a row on September 11th, 2021. Will Utah win by 20 points or less? Or more? More. You heard it. <laughs> more. <laughs> you heard it. All right, finally, describe the rest of your life in five words. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you all could see his face right now. Uh, <laughs> drunk on a golf course. There you have it. That Steve was Barnum. no. I disagree. So, two, three, four. I, I disagree. Can I? Can I answer this for him? <laughs> I guess, Doctor Bartle, voice of the youth. Oh! Oh! Watch okay. out, Billy. He's coming for you. Okay. Coming for you heard you. it, Bill. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. Steve Bartle, Dr. Dude, Bartle. Now. Thank you, guys. Man, it's been a pleasure, man. I'm so happy to, to do this with you guys. This was a lot of fun. We appreciate you, buddy. Keep up the good work. Um, once again, everybody, to please um, subscribe to UZone. Um, Steve puts out some good work as well as the rest of the team over there. Um, you know, great, great writing, great material. Um, you'll hear it there first. So thanks again. Remember to, uh, review and, uh, and rate the podcast five stars only. And five stars. Uh, remember, make some time to be social.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.